Just a heads up that the following podcast does contain all the spoilers. Hey kid, wanna watch a movie with a man who walks like his butt's hungry? But I see that every time I go to school. It's been so long. I know. <laughs> oh, man. I guess we can just get into it. Yeah. Hi, welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brennan. And we're back! Finally. <laughs> so much, so much stuff has happened. That's yeah. why we have not been recording. Yes. Between you coming out of uh, some type of puberty cocoon, mm-hmm. us moving. Yes. I transferred the home office from downstairs to upstairs. The sound up there at the old house was terrible, Mm -hmm. so recording up there just really wasn't an option. But now we're in a new place. We have a new home office. I've rigged up all sorts of bizarre foam and curtains and other assorted things to try to keep the sound a little bit better for us here. But the main thing is the street is a lot quieter. Yes. And that will be a massive help. Holy cow, that old street was so noisy. Yeah, there's constant people speeding down there too. Oh yeah, just tearing through like madmen. Yeah. Like they're on motorcycles driving through the Bronx. <laughs> they're really tight jeans. <laughs> hey. Swastikas? Ooh, let's get into it. Yeah. The movie we're covering today is 1990 The Bronx Warriors. Otherwise known as We Didn't Have Any Prepared Titles. <laughs> nope, we did not. But there's pro- it's probably out there. I'm sure there are some other titles as this is an Italian film. Bibbidi bobbidi boobity. <laughs> so according to IMDb, the movie goes as such. In a post-apocalyptic New York City, a policeman infiltrates the Bronx, which has become a battleground for several murderous street gangs. That's about as simple as you can get. Mm -hmm. I think I would like to read the description from Wikipedia, because this will kind of encapsulate better what the movie is about. Ah, let's just go about it. (laughs) Sorry, you're going to have to look it up yourself, dongles. Okay. So this is directed by Enzo G. Castellari, who also directed one of our favorites from earlier episode, mm-hmm. which is... Stop. Uh, I know. I know what's in it. There's weird, just weird stuff with cults in a post-apocalyptic future. You're close. Guy with the car. Mm-hmm. The dad with the car. Yes. Warriors of the Wasteland, <sighs> otherwise known as... The New Barbarians. This movie stars Mark Gregory, our favorite Fred Williamson. We should do a thing where we watch like specific... Only Fred movies. Williamson yes. movies? <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I love he him in, in movies. Um, the late Vic Morrow, really? who 
This was his last completed movie. Before he got decapitated by a helicopter. We're cutting that one out. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're leaving that in because that's a fact. That happened on the set of Twilight Twilight Zone, Zone. the movie. (laughs) Anybody else we want to cover in here? Uh, Christopher Connelly's in it. George Eastman's in it. He's he's great. So is Betty Desi. (laughs) Which is, that's that's odd. Her name goes B or D E T or S Y. The the funny thing looking at the cast here mm-hmm. is that I didn't realize so many of these people actually had names in the movie because this movie really does not get around to letting you know who the characters are. At least what, 41 minutes in they finally said one of the main characters' names and we were we just looked at each other <clears throat> with like happiness and shock. We're like, "What? what? And what?" <laughs> yeah, we'll kind of get into it. We're going to kind of do something a little different. Then maybe what you're used to listening to us. We have plenty of different reasons, but we're not going to tell you why. But our whole thing is mostly because we had a lot of fun with the drive time specials Mm -hmm. and how we cover those. It's a lot easier for us than going through the entire movie from beginning to end. Scene by scene. Scene by scene. That's great for some people, but I feel like it started to become work for us. Mm -hmm. And I feel that might have even played a factor in us not covering the last movie we watched that we were going to record. Yes. Which we're not going to tell you because we still may do it. Yeah. Because it's just a conversation at this point. Yeah. I mean, we'll still kind of go through the movie. Yeah. There's definitely going to be spoilers and whatnot, but we're just going to have kind of a general discussion about it that may or may not follow the actual plot. When did this movie come out? This movie came out in 1982. It was filmed in 1981. So... Don't get mad about spoilers. Came out in 1982. You've had years to watch it. I have the spoiler warning in the beginning. I just don't get when people are like, You you spoiled Citizen Kane? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the ending to that is, in the pop culture, you can't really spoil it. Yeah. It's like, like spoilers. (laughs) Darth Vader being Luke's father. Wait, what? You literally... Had my middle name be Kenobi. I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> well, in this movie, there's three distinct gangs mm-hmm. who are the riders. Yep. And the riders, they're bikers. They have light up skulls on the front of their motorcycles. Which apparently will cast a perfect like emblem of a skull onto a wall from the light. <laughs> I thought it was kind of neat. That was neat. It was cheesy, though. They were flopping around and stuff when they were driving. (laughs) It's kind of underutilized. It's only used in one scene where they actually did the the skull showing up on the wall. Yeah, and that's towards the beginning of their introduction. Yeah. The other, and, um, well, so the leader of the riders is Trash. Mm -hmm. And guess what his acting is? (laughs) That's, that's, kind of that's your Mark that's your Mark Gregory. Well, it's hard to tell too since the Italians always just dub everybody over yeah, anyway. Yeah. So it's really hard to tell. I believe this was his first movie. He was only 17 at the time. Hmm. And he's the one who walks around like he's got a stick up his butt. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, he's like overpostured, which is mm. weird. It's like he's like puffing himself up like he's trying to be a strong man. Look how strong I am. Yeah, he's fit and everything. But it also makes his tight jeans look like his butt is trying to eat them. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) that's why he walks over, because his his butt is so hungry. (laughs) Feed me. (laughs) That would have been great at the end. 
<laughs> it's revealed that his body has a face. <laughs> what a twist that would have been. It would have been so welcome to. <laughs> um, the other the other main gang is the Tigers. Their leader is Ogre, or the Ogre, who's played by Fred Williamson. Mm-hmm. Perfect casting. Oh, he's such a he's such a fun. Yeah. He's he is whenever you see him, you know you're gonna have he, fun. he reminds me of like Billy D. Williams or even um Donald Glover's portrayal of Lando Calrissian. Like it's just kind of that like like smooth talking criminal. Yeah. And he's got the slyness to him, but he's got like class. Yeah, and you can tell, like, in his fight scenes, he must he must have mars- some martial arts training. Because he's good. Yeah. Compared to trash. Yeah. Especially compared to trash. Trash is trash. Yeah. <laughs> but actually all the all the fighting in this movie really isn't that terrible. No, it, it's pretty good. There's some good gory bits to it. Yeah. That's a you know, this movie, like uh full disclosure, the only boobs you see in this movie are a centerfold hanging in a truck and some graffiti. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so it's a it's a relatively clean movie, except for the violence, which isn't too over the top. No. It's pretty respectable. How this movie's rated R, I don't know. Last gang gang. The last gang, the zombies. Mm-hmm. Nothing no relation to zombies. Not actual zombies. Not actual zombies. Be cool though. Um, they are a a roller hockey gang. Yeah. With bright white pads and helmets. It just it doesn't make I don't think it makes enough sense. I like it. I like them. They're fun. They're just rollerblading around. They got like hockey sticks that's like blades. I thought that was pretty inventive, but I just think it didn't fit in with the rest of the gangs because like, yeah, you got the riders, they ride on motorcycles, but it isn't like you know, like there isn't they're very specialized rollerblades. They all made sure that this gang they all wore the same exact outfits the riders they ride motorcycles if the riders would have i don't know or if there's like a gang that was like baseball people they all had baseballs and baseball bats and that's their thing i just think all the gangs didn't have (laughs) well here's the thing is we were i did want to watch the movie the warriors which has a lot of specialized gangs in it as well so if, if anybody out there wants us to cover that movie, I think we still should. Mm-hmm. I think it would still be a lot of fun. That movie is very close to my youth in a lot of ways. But the thing is, I kind of wanted to do this one just because it had a connection to a previous movie we have watched. Mm-hmm. And it just looked like a hell of a lot of fun. It And it was most of the time. Yeah. For a movie where it's kind of hard to figure out what exactly is going on sometimes... It kind of wraps up more towards the end. For sure. But for a long time, I'm watching this movie and I'm going, "What's? why is this happening? And I think we should bring up... Okay, so, brief thing. Anne, who we don't hear her name until 40 minutes in the movie, <laughs> is seen yes. in the beginning. She's running across... We got, like, this brief explanation of, like, oh, the Bronx. Oh, it's, hang on. The year is 1990. Let me, let me look it up quick. I will read that. Yeah. Um, I feel that it's very important to what happens in this in the story because it really doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. (laughs) Okay. In the year 1990, the Bronx is officially declared no man's land. The authorities give up all attempts to restore law and order. From then on, the area is ruled by the writers. No, it's not. First off, it's not ruled by the writers. Actually, it's the Tigers or whatever. Yeah, it's revealed later in the movie that the Tigers... They're controlling the... Like, the fuel, the food, 
everything. Yeah, because up until that part in the movie, which is past the halfway point. Yeah, well I had, past halfway I point. Had, and I had so many questions about this world. Yeah. Where do they get food? Hmm? Because if nobody's going in, odds are probably nobody's going out. So, I mean, I'm sure stuff was getting in underground, but it's not, it just seems so desolate. Like, there's yeah. literally nobody there. There's no stores, there's no shops. Like, you, you'd expect some sort of, like, black market vendor or something. Or see something. There's yeah. literally just whoever these gangs are and... A drunk guy. A drunk guy. You, you just see more people around on the streets, but it's like, what are they doing? But there's not really anything. Yeah. You can see stuff. I mean, I'm not sure it had to do with them not getting permits to shut down streets or anything, but mm. you can see across the river mm. that there's activity. Yeah. The New York's still operating. Yeah. It's, it's just, just the Bronx. Bronx. Which doesn't make any sense either. No, because you'd expect the gangs would be like, well, let's go to Manhattan. Let's muck about there. <laughs> it's like, where the police officer's just like, okay, you guys can have the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Just leave everything else to be. Which makes sense in some way, yeah. because the Bronx, like, three quarters of it is surrounded by water. Mm-hmm. So you can shut off those bridges, or regulate them, or police them, or whatever. But then you have the entire north side, which is just connected to more New York, which does not make any sense. No. What's stopping them from spilling over? Right. Is there a wall? Did Trump build a wall? jeez. Oh, it would be Bush. Oh, no. Yeah, because it's 1990. Yeah, be Bush number one. Sorry to get all political on everybody. This film does run like a documentary of what exactly happened in 1990. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the T. Which, let's discuss something. Okay. Anne goes over the bridge. Mm-hmm. Then she is captured by the Zambies. Then um, Trash shows up and beats him up and gets her. Mm-hmm. Saves her. And then the very next scene, or I believe it's the very next scene or something very close to that, they're all, like, riding up to this dock, or not dock, but, like, by the riverside, facing Manhattan. And there's, like, a guy impaled. I'm just, just... Oh! Oh, this is yes. great. Do you want to bring, okay. up, the, you wanna bring up the guy? There's this guy who's just sitting on the drums. Playing? Just, just on a drum set. Just playing away. Just hamming it up. Just having a day. He's not explained the... We don't know his name. We don't know anything about him. You never see him later in the movie. You never see him. He's not in the gang. He's just there playing music. I wish that he had been there or anybody, any band members, had been around whenever any of the music was playing. Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome. It would have added such a bizarre element to it. That would have been great. Yeah, I thought that would be pretty fun. But yeah, he's just wailing on the drums. And then it starts cutting, like, showing all like the writers and stuff. And then there's, like, weird cuts of swastikas in there. Yeah. There's a lot of Nazi paraphernalia on these guys. Yeah. But not all the time, No, no, because, like, Trash doesn't have anything. It's one of the guys, like, I'm guessing, like, the number two or whatever in, like, the rank. You can't see, but I'm doing air quotes. Can you hear that? Yeah. The ranks. He's wearing, like, a Nazi uniform. And... Where did he get that? How is it so clean? <laughs> how is everybody so yeah, clean? Yeah, I think everything's so clean. So, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, they're they're just really up on hygiene. But they never bring it up. It's never like, well, are I think, they Nazis? Like, I think what? part of it is, though, and I don't know if this is true or not, so don't quote me on it, but oh, that there were actual Hells Angels involved. But as far as I know, I don't think the Hells Angels really associate themselves as Nazis. I could be wrong, but hey, none of my business, if any of you are listening out there. 
if any of you guys, if any of you guys are Nazis out there listening, please leave. <laughs> yeah, you can go listen to another podcast where people actually might like you. Yeah, because we don't. Nope, not at all. No, but yeah, but it's never, it's never brought up. Yeah, and it's just making you feel uneasy. Like, should Anne really be with trash because? The Nazis? Do I want to root for them or? Yeah, it's and it happened. It's so early in the movie, and it's just that scene. You see a guy with a Nazi helmet later, like swastika on the helmet, but that's it. It's never. Yeah, it's so weird. Aside from Ice, that's the name of the character who wears the Nazi jacket. Mm. Aside from that, you don't really see anything through the rest of the movie. But he doesn't bring up any. He's not. He's not like putting on any Nazi values. He's no. It's so. I feel like there's something missing. It's just an aesthetic, I think, to make him look. Ooh, look, swastikas. They should have done like a Soviet hammer and sickle. That'd be better, because at least it isn't like as bad as a swastika. Yeah, I don't know about that, but um, as as far as we're on the subject of aesthetics, back to trash, Mm -hmm. one thing I noticed about trash was that his arm tattoo clearly... In a lot of scenes, you can tell it's just the stencil from when you make a, a tattoo stencil. Here comes the tattoo artist. Yeah, I, I was licensed for 16 years before I retired. I was semi-tired for a few years before that. But anyway, one of the main procedures, if you're not familiar, is you take carbon copy paper. You can take your drawing. You can set it through there. You run it through a thermofax, which is just a machine that just shines bright light on it. And it transfers over and you can make a stencil. So you can then apply that to the skin through blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of sticks on there and it makes a template for the artist to work off of. It's purple on trash and anybody else who really kind of has tattoos throughout the entire movie. Sometimes it's blobby, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it looks like they kind of colored over it with a magic marker and colored things in. Well, I mean, he's 17. Was it legal for a 17-year-old to get a tattoo? Probably not at that time. I don't know. 1990? Well, it's... I mean, obviously it's it's 82. Oh, okay. Well, if we go by 1990 standards, probably not. And I do know that for a while you couldn't get tattooed in New York even. Wait. Are you telling me that Trash illegally got a tattoo? Uh, I don't know if this is the guy we're supposed to be following. No. First the Nazi stuff. Not underage tattoos. That's where the line is drawn. Oh, man. I mean, if they just did that and it was illegal, what if they did it in their little hangout? That place was filthy. You could have gotten an infection. (laughs) Trash dies from infection from a fake tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyways, while they're at that beach area viewing the impaled guy because this is part of the plot. I guess. They talk about how they found a gizmo. Yeah. And it's obviously like... Some type of tracking device. for the From the police? But it's just a big bulky watch. Yeah. And it's only referred to as a gizmo. Uh-huh. That's it. Even Everybody hot, in the movie calls it a gizmo. Dog, hot Dog's like, I don't even know what a heck a gizmo is. Like, mm-hmm. even he doesn't know. And Hot Dog kind of seems to know his way yeah. around. Hot Dog is a, he's a truck driver who hangs out there. Yeah, it's never really Never really explained, because who knows this yep. movie. He knows Hammer somehow. Mm-hmm. Julian the Hammer. Yeah, it'll be Hammer time. I'll leave now. The rest of the podcast is yours, son. Bye. Oh, what, you didn't actually leave? No. Do you thought I left? I'm, I've been here the entire time. So the introduction of Hammer, we'll just do Hammer time now. Yeah. He comes in, and he was dressed like a mailman mm-hmm. to come in and what? Get Anne. 
get Anne, was he going to get her? Was he going to assassinate her? Because she's wanted by some rich people. Some gun corporation. Um, the Manhattan Corporation. The NRA. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what they do? We just know they're a corporation, so they're probably bad. Because they're rich guys in the 80s. 90s. No, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so they would have been even more. I suppose the early 80s. I keep thinking about when the movie was made, not when it's supposed to actually take place. Yeah. Really hard to tell. It is. Because, yeah. I mean, it's such like 1990s Bronx. <laughs> I was like, your age when this movie's supposed to take place. Man, they're going to make a movie that's going to be like 2018 Chicago. Because <laughs> it's not going to actually... Because Chicago is not that violent compared to other cities. Very true. So stop complaining about Chicago and start complaining about Milwaukee. That's right. Or Baltimore or all sorts of other places. Milwaukee first, though. Gotta protect Red Letter Media. Keep them safe. Yes. Stay safe, our boys. Mm-hmm. They're not really our boys. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so I guess he's trying to get her. So we know that these there's some bad guys who are coming after this girl. We don't know why. Yeah, and this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie is that he, he walks up and he has like this big tube. Like he's the mailman. But it's like, it's it's the Bronx. Who is there? Like, There's I, literally nobody here yes. and it's supposed to be no man's land. Yes. Why is somebody delivering mail? Yeah. How is that a good disguise? How is no one just like, what? But he, he walks up with this big tube and there's then he walks up and there's this couple making out on the stairs. And the guy gets up and he pulls out a switchblade and he's like, don't move or I'll kill ya. Don't walk away or I'll kill ya. Don't stand there or I'll kill ya. And the girl's watching and she's all happy or whatever. And he, he like opens up a little slot in the tube and he sticks his finger in and then he turns around and the tube turns out to be a shotgun. <laughs> and he shoots the guy in the chest. <laughs> and then he shoots the chick. Yeah. Or the lady, I yeah. should say. That's when we know that he's a bad guy. Yeah. Because he'll, he'll just shoot an unarmed woman. But then he takes the shotgun out of the tube and I was kind of disappointed. Well, I I think that's just for the element of surprise and it was already over because a gunshot would seem very odd here because here's the thing. Nobody really has guns no. in the Bronx. No. They're kind of civil in that way where they'll settle all their disputes with knives or other weapons or just kung fu or a metal street hockey stick. Yeah, I think that example was very specific. <laughs> but it okay, is. but if you're, tell- you're telling me that if Trash turned the corner and you saw a mailman with a, like a... With a package, you'd be like, oh, well, obviously that's not the guy that just shot those two people. You'd be like, oh, hey, my new life-size poster is coming in. <laughs> but did you <laughs> see anybody shoot somebody? He's like, oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Angus here to deliver your your uh, package. I had to hear that gunshot from a mile away because that place is super quiet. It's yeah, dead. Because it never is set up that there's actual crime going on there constantly. How's it no man's like? It's because nobody lives there. Nobody lives there. The games, are, they're just chilling. You don't see poor families. You don't see anybody. It's yeah. just these gangs mm-hmm. and also the scavengers. Who well, I'm yeah. assuming aren't a gang. They're just scavengers. That kind of group together. Yeah, they're just kind of dusty ragmen who hang out in like... Places. Places. Ransacked <laughs> buildings. Oh, we did miss a gang. We did miss a gang. There's another gang? Yes. We forgot about one of the most interesting gangs. The Iron Men, who are basically like a theater dance gang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they come out and they have their faces painted like silver with like different colored makeup around their eyes like they're from Kiss or something. Yeah. 
but they have like silver hats mm-hmm. and suspenders and canes. They remind me of Pizza the Hut's um, assistant from Spaceballs. Oh, the, the other gangster guy. Yeah, but like, <laughs> there's like jazz music playing too, and they like they slide out and everything. But just imagine this is where it would make way more sense. That there's someone actually like there's a small jazz band playing in the corner, actually playing jazz music because it's like well they're just there and they're not hearing any music. All they just hear is like like some shuffling, then they slide out, and then I could literally just like shuffling around in this quiet room. It just wasn't. Yeah, like, yeah they they're probably the most interesting. Mm-hmm. So basically, I guess the plot goes: Anne runs away from corporation for reasons because when she turns eighteen, because we find out she's only seventeen. Yes, forty-two minutes, even though she looks thirty-five. Yes, <laughs> she looks older than trash for sure. Oh, definitely, which is fine. Not a big deal, but I was just taken aback by that. So when she turns 18, she gets, she's going to be in charge. Automatically of, inherit. Automatically inherits all of the Manhattan Corporation, but she doesn't want to run it because who knows? I guess because they're a corrupt, evil corporation. So she doesn't want to do that. So they either want, the Manhattan Corporation either wants to capture her or kill her. It's not really clear no. because it just kind of will go however the movie wants it to go. Which, let's take this both routes. Mm-hmm. Let's say they want to capture her. Why? If so the, yeah, we're gonna, because they they want to manipulate her to get their way. Do they just want to make her wear a suit and say, "All right, you start making the decisions now"? Yeah. Or do they want her dead, which just leave her in the Bronx because she's if it's this lawless, crazy no man's land, the police aren't there. Well, she's going to get killed by... I could see the logic of they don't want her coming back someday and being like, oh, I hey, own... I'm in charge. I own all this. But she's probably going to die. Right. They're sending in police. They're not really the police. It's special vigilante. That's all it says on it. And it doesn't say like Bronx, Bronx underneath. Yeah. yeah, special vigilante. So I guess they're kind of like cops, but they're kind of like Nazi cops. They're very... Fascist looking. Yeah, you know, they're wearing black leather and stuff. And then you got Hammer, who we learn is from Bronx. He's a, yeah. He grew up there. But he just looks like a like a Wisconsinite. <laughs> He's chubby. No, that man actually was born in the Bronx. Oh, really? Yeah. But he has like the mustache, like the <laughs> very, very Wisconsin mustache. Vic Morrow. I don't know, man. He was loving that role, though. Yeah. He loved being a bad guy. Oh, especially at the end. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that a little later, I think. Let's kind of save that for later. Okay, let's take a break and uh, play a couple promos for some podcasts that we love. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this Earth? Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wool rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the visual screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. 
Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hemming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Helming. Breaking two? Electric boogaloo? Samurai cop? Army of darkness? Flash dance? (laughs) (laughs) We might destroy the planet if it's flash dance. full of them from low budget crap fests to downright unwatchable and only two men are willing to watch them all so climb in and take your seat this is short bus cinema let's do it Hey everyone, this is Johnny Krug from Kruger Nation. And this is Rick Morgan from the Helming Power Hour. Well, we have decided to team up and take you where no one has gone before. We're on a quest to find the world's worst movie, and we're doing it on the bus. Driving through cult classics in every genre to find the holy grail of bad movies. So if you're looking for something different and more fun than you can stand, then climb on in. Short Bus Cinema is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. That's right, yo. Short Bus Cinema. We'd love to watch the movies you hate. Yeah, so they just kind of want to... Get her. Get her. But we, the movie doesn't do a very good job of explaining this. So very Italian, I guess. The core plot of the movie right. is just kind of vacant. But then Anne gets kidnapped by the zombie gang. Mm-hmm. Again. 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 But this time they, like, haul her off to their place where um, Golem, played by George Eastman, is their leader. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of there. And they have a great training facility. Very, very well kept. Very well kept. It's clean. It's it's painted well. Very. They're just skating about. skating about. There's some people, like, bounce on some trampolines. Mm -hmm. But I'm really proud of the zombies. They didn't do any rapey things. I, that was my thought, is that yeah. they just wanted to rape this woman, because there's not a lot of women. No, but they just, they just chain her between two... They didn't even chain her. She's, it's just ropes. Yeah, just between two, two like, metal beams. Where she has to watch them skate around and work but out. But here's, here's part of the problem with Anne's acting, is that she can't. <laughs> she shows no emotion. She's chained up. And she just has, like, this blank expression. She's just kind of, like, bored. She's yeah. just, like, really bored. I'm not going to argue with that, that... That actress just not not very. <laughs> but if I was part of does any not game, know how to emote, I'd want to be part of the Tigers, obviously, because they're the coolest. Uh, I was gonna bring this up towards the end, but go ahead. But otherwise, it'd probably be the um the zombies. They could be fun. You just rollerblade around. You never really seem to do anything illegal. They chain her up for sure, but it's not like they don't do right. horrible things. She's just kind maybe of they, there. Maybe they knew about her. When, Who knows? When what's his face? Um. Gollum? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the name of the tiger guy. No. No, that's Ogre? Yeah. Okay, when Ogre asks, asks Gollum, mm-hmm. like, why do you have her? 
He doesn't even say why. It's never explained. I don't think they knew. Yeah, they didn't know. I don't know. think they knew. They just needed plot. And that yeah. plot was Anne being the damsel in distress getting captured. It's just like everybody complaining about the gizmo. Obviously, the police or the corporation was using the gizmo yeah. to track people and they had informants in the city. Mm-hmm. That was clear, made clear, but everybody just complains about it. There was a guy with a gizmo. And he was impaled. I don't even know what a gizmo is. He was impaled by the shore. Somehow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. It's a guy on the drums. (laughs) For no reason. Just wailing away. But not really lawless land. It's all nice. And just kind of boring. Yeah, it's just very boring. Like, you just wander around there. There's like... like three or four gangs that really do things but they don't really do anything no they don't really like oh look there's the like if i was walking down the street and the riders drive past they're not gonna like i mean i guess if you're on their turf they must have it like sectioned off where everybody has they should have shown like a map or something explained it a little bit more like hey we can't go here because i was under the impression for most of the movie that the riders were in charge but when they show up in other territory everybody's like whoa what are you doing here we're gonna have to murder you yeah Okay, well, then he does not... He's not in charge of everything. And then. you don't do a good job of explaining the different values of each gang. Like, the riders, they should be like, we believe that the Bronx should blank. And the Tigers should be like, we believe the Bronx should blank. Like, you need their... Why aren't they getting along? Yeah, other than the fact that they're rivals. Because, I mean, honestly, if you were just hanging out with Ogre and the Tigers, it'd be chill. No, yeah. They have a piano. They have a grand piano. Everybody is dressed a like a pimp. pristine white grand piano. Also a guy in bongos. Really cool cars. Yes, very cool cars. Classic cars. Yeah. Great paint jobs. Mm-hmm. They're not all beat up. Mm-hmm. They're getting gas somehow. They have the, actual, they have the actual car from League of Extraordinary Men. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Made in, made in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's from the 1950s. 30s. I'm Sean 40s. Connery. I'm going to drive this this car that looks like it's from the 1950s, <laughs> even though it's 1890. I cannot do any of my Sean Connery impression because when you were a kid, all you did was make me swear at Sean Connery. So yes. that's all I know how to do. Yeah. And this is a clean podcast. I played a dragon once. <laughs> <laughs> a very bad CGI dragon. Yours will do. I, I, I like it. Yeah, but definitely the Tigers. They're definitely... They're just really laid back. Their leader is very laid back. He's got he's got an assistant who's a lady. Yeah, like his his lieutenant. Yes. Treated just as fairly as she, any of the men. Equal. Not, she's an equal. Yes. Better. Not better. If Wears not, a cape. Pretty cool cape. She has claw fingers. A whip. A whip that she does use. Oh yeah. Multiple times. And is very proficient with it. Yes. To the fact when it breaks or supposedly breaks just for storyline, mm-hmm. she's upset. She's like, oh man, that stinks. I was really liking using that. I guess I'm going to have to go to my yeah. claw fingers. Yeah, she kicks all sorts of butt. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, but basically, okay, so plot, getting back on track. Because Anne is kidnapped, Trash decides to go rescue her, but he needs help because the rest of his gang is lazy, I guess. Yeah, doesn't want to help Nazi him. guy's like, no, we're yeah. going to go attack everybody. Yeah, so he's like, hey, I'm going to go ask ogre, the ogre for some help. And then we'll go rescue Anne from the zombies. And he, Simple uh, enough. He asks for people to go with him. <laughs> Two people go with him. And the one is like, he's just so like, he just gives a thumbs up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good stuff. A lot of fun extras, mm-hmm. I'd have to say. So then Hot Dog 
which says is the most bizarre name for anybody ever mm-hmm. because it gets mentioned all the time. Like all you hear is like trash, hot dog, hot dog, hot dog, trash, hot dog. Because not anybody really has a name. But if they do, you're going to hear it a whole bunch. Like hot dog. But Anne? No, 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 yeah. no. No, 40 minutes. No, after they mentioned her name, they bring it up like yeah. four times it's after like, that. It's like and that was 40 enough. 40 minute mark, 41 minutes actually, I checked. Trash says Anne. And then he says it like three more times within the mm-hmm. span of like a minute. Yeah. So Trash's lieutenant, Ice, decides that he just wants to hose everybody. Mm-hmm. And he decides to work with Hot Dog and Hammer. Hammer. And he wants to just kind of hose everybody over so that way everybody fights and the riders can then dominate under his lead. Yes. And Hammer is in it because he wants to get Anne or kill her. Never explain. And he wants to kill Trash and Ogre. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of makes a deal with the corporation to kind of be in charge of the Bronx. Yes. So he ends up becoming a fascist cop, mm-hmm. even though he's from the Bronx. So he kind of betrays his homeland. Yeah. But he ends up showing up like, you know, they go places, they do things. It's kind of like your typical adventure storyline. Yeah. Get from point A to point B, gather some friends, face down the last enemy, the end. But when they, Trash does recruit just Ogre and his lieutenant, they go. Um, some people get killed. Because, you know, they have, to, they have to get to the to the tigers. And they go through, like, this, like, destroyed or decrepit building. Oh, and fuck. then the uh-huh. the um, the the guy gives the thumbs up, the really happy guy, who doesn't have any lines, I don't think. Um, just some dad. Yeah, he gets, some like, dad. he gets, like taken back by the the scavengers without them noticing without trash and his other partner noticing <laughs> like he just gets like they put his like hand over his mouth and they drag him backwards and they hear trash hears a scream and he turns around and, and they he he comes out of like around this corner and he just has like two by fours stuck in his back <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> two by fours just two two by fours yes just stuck in his back and he falls his face I first. forgot about the that. Oh like, my gosh. And then they, they start fighting the, the scavengers and for weapons they just have two by fours. And Apparently r- very deadly. Very deadly. Because the, the riders they have like metal... Well he's got that pipe yeah, or whatever. He, yeah. Yeah. What if the scavenger just hits it with a two by four and it breaks in half? <laughs> but then it shows up later because the bad guys need a thing. To frame trash. Yeah, because they want to frame them. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sense. make any sense. That, that, that whole... I didn't even want to bring it up because it does not even... It, yes. It's a it, non-thing in the plot. Yeah. It's brought up as like it's supposed to be a big deal. Yeah. But nothing actually but, comes of but it. But trash puts it in the scavenger's back and then just walks away. If it was that big of a deal, you take it out. He needs right. to keep those metal things because they're, they're very close to his heart. None of it mattered. No. None of it really matters. It's very Italian, that's for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they just kind of show up and take on the zombies. Everybody fights. The ogre takes on Gollum. Yep. Gollum. Pretty fun fight. It is a pretty fun fight. I liked watching Fred Williamson and George Eastman go at it. That was pretty fun. But it it was was short. Which is fine, just because, I don't know, we need to to see the power that (laughs) they all have. So it seems like things are going really good for the good guys. But then fascist police show up, mm-hmm. and it does, it's just a truck and a helicopter, and some guys jump out of the truck. But then all of a sudden, horses flame everywhere. Tro- flame troopers on horses. Flame troopers on horses all over and the place. And they're all celebrating in Tiger's Place, like the riders and yeah. the, the Trash and Anne. They're, they're like, oh, yay, we... 
we did the saving and yay, and we're going to bring out this little cake that's that's New York. It turns out it's Anne's 18th birthday. Yeah. So so she technically owns the corporation now. Right. So I'm guessing now that the military is just trying to, or the police are just trying to kill her. I guess at this point. <laughs> Who knows? Because that's what ends up happening. But yeah, they they um they show up, which I thought was kind of surprising. Yeah, they they shot Anne. Yes, because because Trash is like Anne, look out, and then <laughs> Anne jumps out, <laughs> jumps just... <laughs> in front of Trash to to take the bullets, and then she gets shot instead of Trash. Yeah, there's a lot of bits of people getting flamethrower shot at them. Yeah, sometimes it's the same shot. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's the same repeated. shot. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Very... then, and Very then the cheap. best character in the entire movie gets killed. R.I.P. R.I.P. The ogre. The ogre. Shot in the chest a couple times. And then he sits down. No, he, wasn't he shot in the back? Oh, yeah, he shot in the back. And then he sits down by his throne, takes out a cigar, just smokes a cigar while his kingdom's burning down around him. Yep, his lieutenant gets shot in the back, too. Yep. And then, okay, so everyone's dying. <laughs> and yeah. then Fash just caught a hammer. He's, like, standing over, like, this hole that's looking down on... And all of a sudden, he's, he's hamming it up so Oh, much. my God. He's like, ah! And he's raising his hands in the air. Vic is like, not messing around. And he's laughing part. and pointing as people are getting killed and stuff. And Just then, embracing the evil. And then, and then um, Trash takes a harpoon gun that was laying on the ground. Just calmly walks up. No one, like, fights him or anything. He just walks up, takes a harpoon gun, and then shoots Trash or Hammer. Because why they had harpoon guns... Because this needed to happen. Yes. That's and then it, it gets and then it gets stuck in like it gets like three inches into his chest. And he's like, ah and then he falls. Yep. And then he ties he ties the harpoon around his motorcycle or the end of the harpoon rope. And then he drives off, dragging hammer. And the very next scene the harpoon's in his back somehow. <laughs> For some purposes. Away. And only. then the last scene of the movie is it's like this faraway shot. You can see. And you can see just like a little dot that you can, is. You can see where the the dirt road mm-hmm. comes up, and then like comes in front of the camera, and then goes off to the left. Yeah. Like away. So it seems like he's gonna drive up, and drag that dude, and it's gonna look really cool. Yeah. But inside, it's like they drive for like five seconds, and they're taking up probably like not even a twentieth of the screen yet, and then it just cuts to credits. Yep, it, it just it's, freezes it's freeze the frame. It's just freeze frame credits. <laughs> I was so shocked. I like got out of my seat. I was like, what? <laughs> they could have at least dragged them a little further. Yeah. Or like shown <laughs> them all like mangled and stuff. Or like Yeah, something. I don't know. That was really weird. Oh, we forgot to talk about Ice's death. Oh, when the Ice character? Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, so so he confronts, Ice confronts Trash and Anne. And, and he's... Uh, and Trash is, like, suspicious of Ice because he knows about the deal. Because mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury told him. <laughs> we forgot to explain that. Um, I don't know if this new format's really going to work out for us or not. But, uh, so they start fighting. And there's, like, a hole in the um, set. Let's not forget about when he was when he wipes out on the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about that. That actually happened. That was not a mistake. Watch that Ice guy wiping out on his motorcycle. Yeah, he's, like, going to chase this guy and just... Biffs it hard. <laughs> it's pretty great. Oh man, that's why I don't drive a motorcycle. Yeah, but they're fighting, whatever, and one of those metal stabby dooters, yeah, falls down in the hole, and then it like lands upright somehow, and then ice gets pushed or like falls down the hole, and then he gets impaled through the chest. Man, I'm telling you, 
That it was meant to be. They could have just had like rebar or something because it's a decrepit building. Hey, it's a rebar. What what's gonna be cooler? Some rebar, or that cool spiky thing? Probably rebar. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. You ever seen like a movie? I can't remember which one it is off. Cloverfield. There's rebar and pale. Yeah. Um, people you build. Yeah, there's some other. There, I, I know it's happened a few times in movies. Yeah. Always a always a treat. Yeah. Hey kids, get out there, watch yourself a movie where a man gets impaled on rebar. Yay! It's great. Yeah, this it's just this movie is. I don't know. I think there isn't a beginning, middle, and end. There's um a middle, an it's, end, a <laughs> middle, and an end. It feels like there's just so many elements that were written on the fly. Or they just said, hey, I have got a cool idea. Let's do this. How do we make this happen? Too bad there isn't a sequel. There is. Whoa. Uh, you I definitely it... didn't tell me about this <laughs> beforehand. I thought about having us tonight watch the sequel and do a double feature. Mm. But when it comes to that kind of thing, you can't really get into more detail, I guess. Yeah. We might. We might. We could, but I don't, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. We've been gone so long. Yeah. And didn't want to overload us. But what is what happens in the sequel? Trash wants to get out of the Bronx because he moves on. From yeah. The Bronx? He moves on. He, he wants to get on with his life. He's like this girl that I knew, Anne, who I knew for like two days, took some bullets for me. <laughs> now I want to leave. <laughs> you must. I wish you guys could have seen the part where my dad smashed a cup into his face. <laughs> you must. Yeah, I did. And well, there's a straw in it, and I usually don't drink with a straw, but I had ice in it. Think about the turtle's dad. Oh my gosh. It's the first time I've used a straw in months. And here, here it is. I'm drinking Bepis straight from the can. Well, you know what? Good for you. Thank you. Good for you. I'm saving turtles. You better eat that straw. I will. That's the only way you can recycle it, you know, (laughs) is if you digest it. (laughs) (laughs) I am not pooping out a straw later. Well, you want to poop it out, it'll be digested. <laughs> I don't think that's the way that straw's going to go through my body. <laughs> Come on, the long way or sideways? <laughs> sideways, for sure. In a, in a wave of diarrhea. <laughs> I think my favorite scene from this movie is the scene where they're on the shore. The impaled guy and the guy on the drums. Yeah, that scene is great. Because he's a pretty good drum player. He, just for just not caring, just wailing away. But I think it was just... Mm-hmm. Because it, it was such a long scene of this guy playing the drums, and it's just cutting, and the, the riders are just sitting there, and they're just staring at the guy impaled. And this is like... It was, it was like a minute of just... And there's random cuts of swastikas. Still don't get that. <laughs> my my favorite scene is when Fred Williamson... Any Anytime that man smiles, <laughs> and you just see his mustache move. Yeah. Just gold. What a treasure. Yeah. Oh, forgot to talk about the scene. Um, uh, Hammer, when, uh, he shoots, when he shoots two people on the staircase, they're having a funeral. The writers are. Oh. And then, so they put the bodies on the fire. They light the fire. <laughs> then they, it's like, oh, some fire, whatever. The next scene, it's just ash. And then and then Trash walks up and he picks up some of that ash. And then he puts it into a little pouch. And it cuts to them on the shore where the guys where the guy was impaled. <laughs> Drummer not present, sadly. And they they take they all must have gotten some ash and they start they start throwing it into the, the harbor, but the wind was blowing the wrong direction. It's just blowing back. So it's all the ash just blows in their face. <laughs> it's like they're breathing at their death. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll miss you, whatever your name is. They gave them names, I <laughs> they think. They probably have They names. said their names, the two dead people that we see for like a minute before uh, Anne. <laughs> Man, Gizmo probs. So many problems with Gizmos. Yeah, Gizmo brought up for like 20 minutes of the movie, never brought up again. I think all in all, I really did enjoy this movie for being not very coherent and for having extended periods of time without action scenes. It kept my interest. Mm -hmm. And that says a lot because the older I get, the harder it is for me to follow plots and do anything because I'm just, I'm like 10 minutes away from yelling at kids to get off my lawn. For sure. Or yelling at kids on the internet. No, actually, I spend a lot of my time yelling at old people on the internet. Yeah, you do. <laughs> hey. Darn kids in their fortnights. <laughs> wow, you just totally dated this episode. I now. know. Someone's going to listen to this like a year from now and just have a shiver down their spine. <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> it's not even popular now. Fortnite. I mean, it's popular, but it's dead. You mean it's not cool anymore? I mean, no, it is cool. It's cool for dude bros. I play it still, but only with friends. You'll mm-hmm. never catch me playing that game alone. And the only reason I play it with friends is because it's the only way that I can have fun on that game. Off topic. Yeah, well, hey, it's been a while. Yeah, it's it just has. nice to kind of chat at everybody. Um, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Please, we're so lonely. <laughs> you have a movie recommendation? What do you think of the way that we did this episode? Are we just rambling nonsensically? It's a good possibility. We, we may not even listen to you. Who knows? Would I recommend this movie? I don't know. Would you? I recommend it. I'm just going to cut out all this silence, you know? Well, I guess he's not saying anything because... <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is, if you, if you go into it knowing that it's an Italian film, you'll be just fine. Yeah, fair enough. I'll give you that. Maybe I'm a little too close, and for me, I just take those things into consideration right away. Your average viewer? Man. I mean, I, I think I read that this was on um, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, was it? Which would not surprise me no, whatsoever. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I've never it. seen that episode, so it would be fun to watch, I guess. Man, the Italians gave up on the plot of this movie just like how they gave up in World War II. Oh... <laughs> What are you doing there? I was dabbing. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Ah. Dad, you know I dab. Oh my god. Oh my god. Stop it. It's only. What are you doing with? What Have you... you ever heard of irony before? What are you doing with your arms? You kids in your arms. It's a drug reference. That's what it is, Dad. Oh no. Yeah, it's. it's I read a... about this on the internet. It's, it's a reference to weed. Oh my. We dab weed. Oh. Banned in schools across the country. Oh no! Because they dab. Oh, Grandpa, you really need to stop watching I'm Fox s- News. I'm scared of children. Oh no! <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Hey, if you guys out there wanna, or or ladies, if you wanna get back at us, let us know what you think. Got any feedback? Just wanna say hi. Whatever. You can write us an email. What's your opinion on Fortnite? What do you think about it? Is it dead or not? Ooh, who knows? <laughs> Those might just go directly in the trash. We'll see. Yeah. But our email address is corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. Corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. Man, we were really off sync that time. <laughs> hey, it's been a while. Yeah. What can I say? I can say we're available on Apple Podcasts as and, and jingle, jingle time. <laughs> Dog jingle Are you time. jingling? 
Hi, Jira. <laughs> Hi, Mala. The dogs are in here by us, and they're all weirded out because I don't think they've ever sat with us during a podcast. No. And there's weird structures, so they're freaked out. Yep. Even the one's named after Godzilla, and the other one's named after Chewbacca's wife. So, yeah. Um, Apple Podcasts, as well as Podomatic, mm-hmm. which is our home. Check us out. Leave some feedback. We moved again. Review us. We moved to Podomatic. It's our home. <laughs> We're currently living in Podomatic's basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's lovely down here. There's some boxes. Um, I've been I've been trying on all the winter coats because it's been so hot. Just sweating in them. It's great. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say, Jira? Nope. No. <laughs> well, that does it for us. We're out of here, and we'll catch you later. Hopefully. Sure. Yeah. Thanks to all our other podcasting friends out there. This has been the Corrupted Youth Pod. Spread the word. Listen to the turd.
Grandpa, you really need to stop watching I'm Fox s- News. I'm scared of children. Oh, no. 